This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. You are listening to Calling All Workers on Manawatu's People's Radio. Te reo, rangi and naha tangata o Manawatu. I am Diane Martin, your host. I'm an organiser for First Union, have been for 35 years. I'm really pleased to uh, present to you today. Uh, well, we're going to talk about bits about from the FPA, Fair Pay Agreements, and S. Uh, UI, social uh, unemployment insurance. So first of all, though, you, at the beginning of this program, you heard a bit, uh, the, the music was by Peter Hicks uh, and Jeff Francis, if it weren't for the union. Let's hear a uh, another version of If It Weren't For The Union from the Grassroots Choir in Hobart. Our will is to fight, our will is to fight, our union's as strong as our will is to fight. Our union story is there to be seen. We've won many victories, we've suffered defeats. As I turn through the pages and look back through time, there's one single question stands out in my mind. Today we may prosper, today we live free. If it weren't for the Our union, our union that defends our 
Let's now talk about fair pay agreements. So uh, for many of us, wages haven't shifted for years, but housing costs have rocketed, as have food and power. In lots of industries like the early childhood sector, uh, supermarkets, cleaning, buses and security, the majority are being paid the minimum wage or close to it. And the system really can't continue it as it is. Workers are burnt out, underpaid, undervalued. But, ah, if we speak up now, we can change this. So the government is about to or um, announce a new law for peer pay agreements that will enter into Parliament to go for a select committee for submissions, etc. A new law called the Fair Pay Agreements. So this system will bring together employers and unions within a sector to bargain for minimum standards for all employees in that industry or occupation. And once an industry has a fair pay agreement, employers within that industry cannot opt out of paying those minimums. They can pay more, but not less. So why should we, we care about fair pay agreements? Well, FPAs ensure people are paid fairly. They stop that race to the bottom by setting the minimum rates, terms and conditions, which must be paid within an industry. FPAs will improve the lives of many New Zealanders and their families by lifting the wages of some of our lowest paid people. Fair pay agreements stop bad employers trying to pay people less, and fair pay agreements will provide everyone in the sector with a way to start talking about what's going on in their sector and how to make it better. Another reason? Good employers are not concerned about FPAs because they already pay fair rates. Fair pays will in fact help them because it stops exploitive employers in the same industry undercutting them. It's not only struggling workforces that need FPAs, FPAs will protect the gains we have made in an industry. And FPAs will provide a fairer playing field for future generations. They're not just for now. So the big question comes, how can we make fair pay agreements, FPAs, happen? Well, the government, as I said, is about to announce and, and, and launch it into Parliament. And they want to hear from everyone in New Zealand about their views on FPAs via a select committee process. 
So employers who would like to continue to play low rates will certainly make their voice heard and speak strongly against FPAs. We have to make our voices louder than theirs, show that workers of Aotearoa want FPAs. 1st of May, May Day, International Workers' Day. That's the day the CTU has said we're speaking up for fair pay agreements. We're having a day of action to show the government workers across Aotearoa who are sick of low wages and bad work strongly support the introduction of fair pay agreements. This is a numbers game, obviously, isn't it? It's about how big is your army. When more of us make noise, we can't be ignored. If the employers are louder than us, it will be that much harder to achieve the legislation that we really do need. Here's a couple of things we can do right now. Have our our voice heard on Speak Up Sunday. Um, the CTU will be compiling the videos for a video submission to Parliament and also will feature the videos uh, on the Speak Up Sunday Facebook page on the 1st of May. And further, the CTU will be compiling the online submissions and presenting them to a minister who is on the select committee to demonstrate the strong support for FPAs. So making an online submission, number one, or shooting a video selfie telling us why FPAs matter to you. So, just if you want to have a discussion amongst yourselves, why would an FPA mean, what would an FPA mean for our industry and why would we want one here? So ask yourselves that question. Brainstorm key points to get people thinking about what they want or say. Um, and what video should, we, should you make? Individual video, a collective video? And um, what other ideas do you have just for Speak Up Sunday on May the 1st? Thank you. Let's now have a song. Um song called Solidarity, one of the most famous union anthems. It's by Ralph Chaplin, but this one is sung by the Victorian Trade Union Choir, Solidarity. When the union's inspiration through the workers' blood has run, there can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. But what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? Tis the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Toiled to earn, but 
without a brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the union makes us strong. In our hands is placed a power greater than the now talk about the social unemployment insurance. So the government is proposing an unemployment insurance scheme funded by 1.39% tax. This means that people who suddenly lose their jobs through redundancy or illness would receive up to 80% of their usual income for seven months in total um, under a new proposed government scheme. So the proposal would essentially offer like an ACC-like cover to those who lose their job through redundancy or chronic illnesses rather than just accidents. Those who lose their job will be given four weeks' notice and a four-week payment. So there's the first month at 80% of their salary. If they could not find more work, they would get up to 80% of their usual income for another six months, that's six, seven months in total. And this will be capped at the ACC rate, which is currently... $1,820 a week. So this obviously would be far more generous than normal unemployment benefits, which are not time-limited um, or related to prior earnings. If people were in other jobs at the time but lost their main income, the payments would top them up 80% of their usual income. So much like ACC, the scheme would be funded by the levy paid by both workers and their employers. Um, as I said before, about 1.39% each. This pot of money would be administered by ACC and paid out by them. Workers would become eligible after paying into the scheme for six months. It would likely not be in place until after the 2023 election, so the government will put it for as an election um, gimme once you elect them in. Finance Minister Grant Robinson has designed the proposed scheme alongside the, the Council of Trade Unions and Business New Zealand, and campaigned on it before the 2020 election, but it's going to become quite a big issue in the 2024-23 election, 2023 election. So Grant Robertson said the scheme would reduce the need for new payments to be designed on the fly when massive economic disruption hit, as the wage subsidy was in 2020. 
He said as New Zealand moves beyond the economic and social impacts of COVID-19, there are important lessons to be learned from the way we were able to support one another through an unprecedented series of challenges. The new scheme would be less focused on making people keep their current jobs and more focused on supporting them if they had to transition or retrain for new employment. He says our proposed scheme provides economic security to individuals directly and supports them to transition into a good new job as opposed to economic support packages which keep people in their existing job even if that role is no longer viable. He says the possibility that the lowest income earners could be exempt from having to pay into the scheme, much as those making under 20280 a year right now do not have to pay back their student loan on that income. So the Council Trade Union's President Richard Wagstaff has said the scheme would help the the more than 100,000 Kiwis who lose their job every year through the income shock while they find new work. A New Zealand income insurance scheme, he says, would give people the time and financial security to find a good new job that matches their skills or to rehabilitate or retrain. A critical element of the proposal is that training opportunities and programmes are its core. This benefits everyone with a tight labour market and demand for skilled workers. It's in the best interest of workers and businesses that people are employed in the areas that make the greatest use of their skills. And Business New Zealand head Kirk Hope, he says it would cushion the effects of unemployment on the wider economy. He says when these businesses shut down, workers have little money to spend, which means other businesses suffer and the community can go into a long-term economic decline lasting for generations, an income insurance scheme could cushion workers and communities from such abrupt income losses, allowing more time for regions and businesses to adapt. So there we are, social unemployment insurance. Okay, let's go into a song, and this next song, this is from Newcastle People's Chorus, and it's a song called Bring Out the Banners, and it's by John Warner and John Goss. Before the crowd They were 
of a news article. Uh, COVID-19 puts some workers in precarious leave situations. So um, ahead of the winter cold and flu season, uh, if workers deplete their sick leave, isolating with COVID-19, well, they're in a very precarious situation. So um, uh, the news is aware of leave issues in retail, support work and early childhood education. But you need to know that Countdown uh, Union workers are the latest to speak out, and they've launched a petition uh, about it. So in February, Countdown stopped its COVID leave entitlement, which allowed staff to isolate when sick without without using sick leave. Um, two workers were affected um, and were spoken to by the news, uh, IT, uh, TV news, with the virus this month. Didn't want to be identified, but they said they are frustrated and unhappy their sick leave has been drained after working through a range of challenges during the pandemic because they're called essential staff. Such a critical time, they say, dangerous time we're working, the company's taking our sick leave from us. If I'm sick, what am I going to do? I force myself to go to work because, see, I've got a house to pay, the mortgage, I have bills to pay. It's terrible because it wasn't that long ago. They were saying, you know, be kind, be kind to the essential workers and the staff, and now they've gone and done this. So, what does Countdown say? Well, in a statement, the director, Spencer Son, said the business has supported nearly half of its workforce of 20,000 with discretionary uh, leave, like COVID leave while they were sick with COVID-19, isolating or looking after a dependent that wasn't affected since March 2020. The change to workers having to use sick leave when ill with COVID-19 was made because Omicron is generally less severe than previous COVID variants. The isolation period is reduced, staff are vaccinated, and recovery is usually quicker and can be managed within the normal sick leave entitlements of 10 days per year. That's what he says. But um, the uh, Workplace Relations and Safety Minister Michael Wood said he expects with the support in place, as well as the increased minimum of 10 days sick leave each year, employees, employers and unions will reach agreement so staff can stay at home when necessary due to illness. He said it depends on the individual circumstances, but I would say that we do expect employers to use these tools we have provided to work in good faith with their employees and unions. He said most employers and employees have come to reasonable agreements during the pandemic over the past two years. He urges them to keep up a dialogue 
Um, and as I say, he says, the government is here providing the support to make this easy as possible for everyone. I encourage employers to take it up. Um, so you can see that Michael Wood, Minister of Workplace Relations and Safety, is right between the lines. He's saying they should be, employers should be, um, allowing uh, workers to use a special COVID leave and not their sick leave. Right, let's head into our final song. It's uh, from the Illawarra Union Singers, uh, and it's Stand Together by Bernard Carney. We will all stand together and sing a union song. We will all stand together and know that we belong to the strength of the future in a common working bond. Stand together and sing a union song. There's trouble fast approaching and the skies are overcast. But let us not lose sight of all the lessons of the past. The victories that were fought for in battles loud and long by the millions who sang a union song. We will all stand together and sing a union song. We will all stand together and know that we belong to the strength of the future in a common working bond. Stand together and sing a union song. United we can bargain, but divided we must fall. Injustice to the one will mean injustice to us all. But when we stand together, the future will belong to the millions who sang a union song. We will all stand together and sing a union song. We will all stand together and know that we belong to the strength of the future in a common working bond. Stand together and sing a union song. Stand together and sing a union song. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.